مرحبا بكم في بودكاست كرة القدم في الوردية الليلية إبسيدو 89 Yeah, welcome to the Night Shift Football Podcast episode 89. Uh, the intro coming to you in Arabic this week for all our Tunisian listeners. No reason behind that, just what it landed on. Luck, luck of the draw, I guess. Hey, if you thought we were running on fumes last week, this week it's borderline deliriousness. Uh, delirium? Delirious? I don't, I don't even know what I'm mm. saying. I don't know. I don't know the official word, but all I know is I'm fucking tired, man. And we're only halfway through the games as of tonight. Uh, still plenty to go, but I love it. I don't want it to ever end. I don't want it to end either. There's something super comforting about just flicking the telly on at 8.30 and being like, shit, we've got 10 hours of football ahead of us. What more? Yeah, there's no point complaining about it because when it's gone, I'm going to feel this longingness, like a massive hole inside of me. A bigger next to the bigger hole that is already existing in there. Yeah, yeah. Well, we won't get into that stuff. That's getting real deep. That's for a different pod. Let's start with a big buzz. Let's start with a big buzz. Australia won, Tunisia nil. We won a World Cup game. I just, I'm still in disbelief. Disbelief. I I didn't, after seeing Tunisia against Denmark and, you know, Denmark being so hyped as like everyone's smoky. You just thought, okay, they they look organized, they're big, they're athletic. We're not. And from the first couple of minutes, I started to lose my shit because we weren't really pressing. And we just, as it eventuated, I think we were just settling into our roles and getting acclimatizing to the game. Um, but yeah, I was, I was very shocked, I think, at the end of 90 minutes. Yeah, interesting. I saw you message that in one of our group chats about the pressing. I thought we pressed pretty well from the start for the first half hour or so mm. and then um just got a bit knackered just had to sit in a bit and kind of give them concede some ball in their half and then once they hit halfway we'd press again mm. um that's what it was it was them yeah. they were in deeper positions and i think i just wanted us to assert ourselves a little bit more just so that we didn't uh, just so if we, when we did hit that flat spot inevitably like we did in this game and that we did against france we had some kind of buffer yeah. Uh, in the end, didn't need it. Didn't need it in the end. Uh, Individual yeah. brilliance uh, from the defenders kept us right in this one. Yeah. Uh, once again, we we're struggling to know where to start with these games because there's so much to cover. Um, let, let me just roll off some records that we busted in the Go process of winning this. Uh, first time ever leading at halftime at a World Cup finals. First clean sheet since 1974 against Chile. Very good. And Duke, the eighth goal scorer in Australian history, Goodwin being the seventh. So when I think afterwards we, we were talking about it real quick and I I couldn't, I was shocked, but I couldn't stop feeling like this huge, like it was such a huge monumental achievement and you know, you can go to World Cups and say, oh, it's time for, you know, five in a row. It's time for us to do more than just win games. But then when you actually do win a game, you're just like, oh, this this means so much. This is just beyond recognition, basically. Yeah, it was massive. It was one of those games as well where I think, like, everyone kind of did their, did their shift. You mm-hmm. know, some... No passengers. Some didn't really have the effect on the game ball use-wise but still gave it their all. Riley McGree comes to mind, a bit of a passenger in terms of his impact with the ball, but... Um, Potentially, I, it was crucial in the build-up to the goal. Yeah. 
Karacic, another one. Um, but everyone else, so yeah, I thought just excellent. Uh, Harry Sutar, obviously everyone's everyone's go to guy after some of those challenges. Had, oh, what a what a tackle! And what dude, we seriously cheered that harder than we cheered the goal. Maybe because we were kind of caught by surprise with the finish of the goal, but seeing him line up uh, the the Tunisian forward from like. I don't know, 10 yards out and in three strides was there sliding in and crunched. Guy barely saw him coming. If you had to give a 3-2-1 in this game, who's getting him? I think my three would be the pasty Perlo. Aaron um, Moy? That's got to be Aaron Moy's finest performance in a Socceroo shirt. He would be my three as well. Definitely. Oh, dang. Yep. There's, you just can't underestimate um, that the presence that a central midfielder can bring um, especially in moments where you're trying to defend a lead for a full half. And we yep. we did sit in with the last half an hour. And just, you know, him being able to get in between the defensive and midfield lines, pick it up, and not even just find a pass, but there was heaps of occasions where he was beating people one-on-one to create space, which allows different runs and just yep. relieves the pressure again. Holding the ball up. Yeah. So your centre-backs don't have to just knock it around, which, you know, obviously goes back to the keeper and whatnot. Yep. He, he was brilliant. There was at one point towards the end there where he, I don't know, if he, he either intercepted or he went in and won a ball in and around the left fullback position. And then the next Tunisian attack, attack he was doing the same thing in the right fullback position. Mm. It was just everywhere. Um, Every bloody grass. His heat map, you know, people mocked him in the first game and just said it was basically in the center circle. This, not, not, not this game, no. Yeah. Um, two, I wouldn't, I'm not sure, probably Harry Sutar. That's yeah, fair point. Yeah, that's a fair call. Yeah. Um that was his best game in Australia colours as well, obviously. And you know, pretty much rubber stamps his move to the Prem. I mean, it was being talked about prior to his injury, so I can't see this dissuading anybody who want to come in for him. Bear, who's your one? Um, probably just give it to Mitchell Jake. Yeah, I think so too. Just cause. Just cause. <laughs> I mean, we could have gone super pick... biased and given it to Craig, but you could have given it to Craig. Um, he gets enough. He gets enough G ups from us. It was nice to see Craig getting the G ups from the rest of the football community. Craig's Craig's first ah, yeah. uh, the first half an hour, Craig was the best player on the park. Yeah, oh, most teams, definitely. I think um, most definitely. Just such good quality composure on the ball. Lecky, I thought actually had a pretty average game, ball use wise, mm-hmm. but. Okay. He probably worked ha- harder than everyone else on the park as oh, well. Yeah. He was His incredible. Work rate was tremendous. Work rate was awesome. Um, yeah, good stuff. A win at the World Cup. Yeah, get around it. Craig Goodwin's last six games. Did you see this? Um, yeah. First Sydney, one assist. Perth, one goal. Western United, goal and assist. Victory, goal and assist. First France, one goal. Tunisia, one assist. Probably the most informed player uh, of Australian descent right now. Reaching a little to claim that last assist, but... We'll take yeah, it. Yeah, go on. Why not? You get you get that slice of luck when you get yourself in these at the positions. moment. All right. Uh, one thing I wanted to and, talk about. Sorry, did you have something else on Craig? I was just going to say, and the, the finish by Duke was really good as well. That's that's such a brilliant header, especially with the slight def- uh, deflection. Has to lean back ever so slightly. Bang. Yeah. Let's do Duke then right now. I messaged you the other day and said, um, what did I say? I feel like in another era with better, mm. better players that Duke would be like some sort of cult figure hero like Jesus Kennedy was that everyone gets around, like he's a bit of a meme. 
Whereas bit of a meme, bit of a meme. How? His, how was Duke a meme? What? No, I'm saying how he would have he would have been if he was in another year. All right, he would have been like some cult figure that everyone gets around and loves just for the sake of it, even though he's not that great. <laughs> it just I don't think Duke's got anything about him like Jesus obviously looked like Jesus. Like it makes perfect sense. No, nah, that's Duke's, low hanging that's low hanging bait. Duke's got the uh he's very AFL. He is he, a little bit crew cut. He, just, he runs around, crashes into people, does not look like a footballer at all. Um, but he is, and he's scoring goals. And you and I have been two of his biggest haters in the past, yeah, but yeah. I think we both ended up agreeing. Um, and you know, given the circumstances that you know lead us to have a squad like this, he is probably the the best choice up front in an Australia shirt. Definitely. Um, he just he offers that a more physical presence than Jamie McLaren, who I think when he came on showed what he can bring. Yeah, and if we are in need of a goal against Denmark, bringing Jamak on is not going to be a bad thing because yeah, the the that cross that he plays into the middle that Lecky just can't quite get on the end of that sent Harry Kuehl into orgasm. Um, that was you know good forward play. Yeah, he, he can be a weapon as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I just think like because we have so many people love hating on this squad and this group of players for not being. The quality that, that we 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 want them to be. Mm. And I just think that, I don't know, I think if we had a bunch of other really good players around Mitch Duke, <laughs> we would see him as some sort of some sort of poor man's Cahill that just, you know, gets physical and just runs around and is a nuisance everywhere. But instead, we've spent the last year or two just talking about how crappy he is instead. Ultra critical of this really <laughs> nice guy. Ultra critical of this super nice guy <laughs> with a super nice looking family and he's had a beautiful post-game interview and a post-goal celebration and we've just been ripping shreds off the guy for two years. <laughs> that's what happens. He's melted our hearts with that celebration. Um, and that's, you know, it feeds in. I like what you're saying about if this team was more like enamored with the Australian public and you built up that meme status amongst some players, you know, you would get to see these slices of humanity and stuff. And that's what makes you feel more attached to a football team or a national team or a sporting team at all. And you don't get that with the ruse unless it's the world cup. So I've been actively trying to watch all of the little videos that they've been putting up online and stuff like that. The, the players walking around the training camp or in the dressing rooms or whatever. Because it goes a long way to not just needlessly shitting on people sometimes. Yeah. Uh, I'm probably about to needlessly shit on someone anyway, though, because... <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the fun part of doing this. Well, yeah. As long as we right. say we're wrong at the end of it. At the end of the day, I can still pick many holes in Graham Arnold. I don't know what you thought of the coaching or the subs or anything like that mm. um, from what we can tell on TV. I liked it the most that Arnie gave it so large post-match. Like... Yeah. Took aim at all of his critics. I think he was quoted as uh, saying he doesn't listen to people who have never coached, who have never been to a World Cup. But Craig Whatever. Moore came out to bat for him as well, like asking where all the keyboard warriors have gone. Everyone's a bit oh, quiet on, following man. a win. Yeah, you know it's the regular agitators that come out. There was a great, um, there was a great question I saw on Twitter before. If you could right now press a button that pushed Australia into the round of sixteen, but at the same time. Um, all you all you did on at the end of the day on Twitter was see just congratula- congratulatory snobby tweets of Graham Arnold followers. Would you do it? Yeah, I want the round of sixteen game. 
More so than having but, to listen to Ro- the Robbie Slaters of the world tell everyone that he was right all along. No matter what happens in this World Cup, I still want him to go at the end of it. Definitely. I think he, he there's, will. There's still lots of other really annoying, stupid things that just do my head in. Like, what's this facet? Like, the Matt, Matt Leckie thing on the weekend. I think every person in the entire world watching that game knew that Matt Leckie had to come off. Oh, he was gassed. He was, he was fucked, cramped, wasn't he? He was doing minutes. the old, like, the ball was coming to him and he just kind of accidentally let it run past him and out for a throw-in mm. and stuff like that. He was absolutely done. He's he just quite well-versed him off. Just left him out there for ages. And so, yeah, if I need to pick holes in a 1-0 win at the World Cup where the whole nation is celebrating, that's going to be it. That'll be the one. He really doesn't trust Awo's defensive ability. And I think with, you know, no, no Martin Boyle, who does have a defensive work rate, we're really lacking in bringing on like a defensive winger, so to speak, which is, you know, who knows how the legs are going to be going into the Denmark game because it is a shorter turnaround World Cup, this one. It's a little bit more congested. Yeah. You know, I'm just fingers crossed everyone's okay. (laughs) Can I ruin this lovely moment with another perhaps negative? Please, the reality of football is... The reality... Um, do you not think Australia should find it should be in a position where beating a team like Tunisia like is something we should regularly do? Mm. I know. I mean, they're they're ranked below us, right, in the FIFA rankings. Tunisia. I'm I think, sure. a, I think there was only two teams going into this, and it was Tunisia and someone else, maybe Costa Rica. Okay. Um, and so yeah, based whatever credence you can play to FIFA rankings, based on that, yeah, you would think. Tunisia is three points every day of the week. Uh, but I guess I think we're seeing more in the World Cup, especially this edition. There's no easy points. Like the amount of shock fixtures we're going to rattle through after yep. we get done with the ruse, I think is showing that no, in a World Cup finals, no, I don't think that you should be going into any game saying we should be beating this nation unless you are a proper top five, a France, a Spain, you know. Yeah. Brazil, and then anyone beyond that. Italy. Ah, mm. ah there it Bike. is. <laughs> How are they going this tournament? Uh, they're they're on holiday. They're having a nice time. Just enjoying the Euros still. Aren't they? t- yeah, they don't need to win anything else. Yeah, the televisions are off though. There's no World Cup in Italy right now. All right, so what happens next? We've got Denmark. Uh, they lost to France two one. Mbappe put them away. Um, as he's doing, much improved performance. On their one against Tunisia, perhaps, but mm-hmm. they did look a bit better. What, what happens now? Obviously, I we, think we're presuming we, that France beat Tunisia, and then we just need. I'm to not necessarily presuming that because, like, if you were France, wouldn't you rest everybody? Maybe I think that, that they finish top no matter what happens. So, yeah, I would be resting everybody. Like, there's no aside that depleted by injury. No, nah, there's no chances being taken. I wouldn't say it's a foregone conclusion. I would say we have to win to get through. Or I'd be banking on us winning to get through. I'm confident France can still at the very least get a draw. So um, I'll take a draw against Denmark. I think that'll get us through. Do you think we can get a draw? Do you think we lose to Denmark? Do you think we beat Denmark? Uh, is there any point making this prediction? By yeah, absolutely. <sighs> no, I don't think that we do. <laughs> Which is just going to put, you know, Saturday into a massive perspective. Like that pure elation that I felt all Sunday is now going to be replaced with 
just this crushing disappointment again. It's the it's the hope that kills you, isn't it? It's always the fucking hope. Yeah. But no, I I don't I think Denmark are a more equipped side and I think they're gonna play five at the back, uh, leave Duke very isolated, nullify our midfielders, get up in our faces and attack. I'd just I'd be I'm very, very wary of this. Okay, I'm going to keep my pessimism going as well because it worked on Saturday. I thought we were going to lose to Tunisia. Um, so I'm going to say we'll lose to Denmark and then hopefully that means we'll win. Is that how it works? Sure, why not? It's reverse jeopardy, isn't it? Yeah, I don't know, something like that. Whatever. What does reverse jeopardy even mean? What I'm not sure. There? I don't know. I'm just Whatever. I'm going to find, I'm going to find God between now and Wednesday and just <laughs> let's, let's hope it works. I do that every time I'm hungover. Say so Sunday. <laughs> if you're real, get me through this and I'll never drink again. Uh, mate, you better hope he's not real. because the oh, Sorry, or they. You better hope they are not real. Don't assume genders. My I bad, um, my bad. I got myself through it anyway, so it doesn't matter. Uh, oh. Let's go all the way back to... Renounced already. <laughs> let's go back. Last time we recorded was last Thursday night. Um. We're not going to go through every fixture between then and now, but I'll start with this one, Portugal-Ghana 3-2, mainly just because we do need to mention that Ronaldo has become the first player to score five World Cups. Can you believe that? No. Like, no. There's nothing in, like, athletic achievement to suggest that this should be happening, so... 20 years of football. It's a pretty... That's a pretty crazy achievement. Um, possibly his last significant record, you reckon? He'll etch into history. This will be the last one. Potentially, yeah. I, I think just to play in five World Cups is massive in itself. He's scored in five scenes. Does that make him the GOAT? No, nah, let's not do it. <laughs> <laughs> We're not doing that. Do you have any other notes on Portugal Ghana, though? Because uh, I didn't catch it. Nah, it's too long ago, dude. There's been like 20 games in between Absolutely. I uh, just wanted to go back and do Brazil-Serbia, if I could, because the favourites got underway. They got a 2-0 win. Um, they play again. Like, by the time people hear this, they will have played their second match against Switzerland. They got a 2-0 win. Richarlison, both goals. The second one, an absolute spanker. Um, mm-hmm. This looked pretty regulation for Brazil, and it's what they tend to do at these tournaments when they're on is they never really sweep anyone aside, but they just look comfortable. They never looked too threatened at all, and it always looked like they were going to they were gonna crack Serbia open at some point, and they mm. did. When I, th- when I think back on classic Brazilian results, 2-0 does come up a lot. Yeah. They beat us 2-0. Um, I think they won a World Cup final 2-0. They beat Germany it's... in 2002 in the, the World Cup final. Two Beautiful. Nil. Thank you. Stats yep. man. Uh, Richarlison <laughs> put his uh, early marker down for goal mm. of the tournament. You reckon uh, it'll be hard to beat? It will be. Cracking goal. Uh, just pretty much just a very professional performance. Yeah, definitely. Um, are they going to miss Neymar, do you think? He looks like he's out for the rest of the group stage. Uh, unsure. I'm not sure they'll miss him too much. He did play pretty well. Uh, I think they've just got other guys that can come in and do a job anyway. Just a bit of a reshuffle yeah. there. They look pretty the, solid. There were people making arguments that they looked better with Neymar off the field. And I mean, they're probably... Yeah, Serbia had also packed it in by then a little as well. and Yeah. Yeah, there's a bit... They'd of, given up, unfortunately. You know. Poor Serbia. Yeah. Well, uh, the next one, why was Iran? I've put this in because mm-hmm. um, I guess it an upset was it? It's an upset as far is as odds go. As far Wales? as odds go, it was an upset. 
Yeah, but come on. First World Cup in 60-odd years. I don't think you should be getting beaten and anyone being called that an upset. That's hugely disrespectful to Asian football. It is, but I think it's fair if you look at some of the names on the team sheets. Well, football's not played on team sheets, is it, Sammy? It is a bit because those players take the field. <laughs> yeah, but their names themselves and the value attached to them. Where are you going with this? As you can see, Iran were the better side, I thought, over 100 and they yeah. were many minutes. They were 115 minutes. Um, And it's unfortunate for Wales, I suppose. But when you go into... Well, I mean, Wales have been for how long now? Just those same four names, like Bale, Hennessy, Ramsey, and then yeah. just like a conglomerate of lower league players from around the UK. Yeah, a mash, mash of dudes. And, you know, I Iran guess it's what been... all teams are in the end, I guess. It's a, collect- <laughs> a collection of footballers with names. It's the mash of dudes 11, I think. It's mash of dudes 11. Uh, there was some mashing going on in the Serbia celebrations earlier. There's been some wild celebrations. Have you seen a lot of people choking each other? A lot of slaps yeah. across the back of the head. There's a lot of passion in this World Cup. Yeah, gets out of control. Uh, I'll just, Iran, the, the scenes Friday night in that game. The crowd, all the all the games that have involved like the the Arab or like North African nations have just been off tap, you know. That they're getting massive sure. numbers to the grounds. Um I think it's only I think it's so evident though, because all of the other games are getting very little numbers and there's very little atmosphere. Yeah. Like yeah, it was fair. great for the Australia Tunisia game, I think, for there to be such a a vocal crowd against the Socceroos. They love that underdog backs against the wall shit. And so I think that played into our favour. Okay, fair. Uh, Qatar, Senegal you... was also on that night and I don't really care I was, about I was it, so... just going to ask you about Iran Wales. Did you see the yeah. war of words that broke out between um, Jürgen Klinsmann and Carlos Quiros? I did not. Manager of Iran? Um, it's, pretty, it's pretty crazy in the end because like, they're calling for Jürgen Klinsmann to be sacked over what he said. Uh, he said, that's their culture. That's their way of doing it. That's why Carlos Quiroz uh, fits really well with the Iranian national team. He struggled in South America, failed to qualify with Colombia. Just before the World Cup, he went back and guided Iran where he worked for a long time. This is not by coincidence. It is all purposely. It is a part of their culture and how they play it. They work the referee perfectly. The bench was always jumping up and working with the linesman and the fourth official on the sideline. <laughs> he goes on to basically just further... Uh, bash the Iranian national team. But yeah. it was kind of similar to what I was telling you. Difficult team to like. Yeah, those things were going on. And I'll tell you that point. But they were also just the better team too. They were the better team for I sure. I don't know but... if there were any refereeing decisions that went super in their favour. Or you could say the VAR red card. You know, you think it was like a, a super bad call that went in their favour? I think, yeah, the process of reviewing Pretty it. borderline. Come on, man. We're not having the the referee or not debate. No, I want to. No, I just I want to feed it back into what he's talking about the fouls throughout the game that they were committing. I thought the referee judged that Hennessy challenge to be in line with how he had judged the entire game, where he hadn't Mm -hmm. been booking late challenges and stuff like that. And then when you do get the intervention of someone in the box, he takes that control takes the context of the game out and just rules upon one individual thing. And so I just thought that it, I, just, I thought it was harsh. If the ref wants to give it a yellow, give it a yellow, man. Yeah, I would have taken the yellow, but I don't think the red was too, 
was a little harsh, yeah. but not like super bad. I mm. think it's the height of the foot in the end. <laughs> What's, I don't know. Unfortunately, what he's yeah. There. He's just um, trying to punt it into next week. Yeah, moron. All right. There was also, yeah, as I mentioned, Senegal, Qatar, who cares, whatever, blah, blah, blah. 3 1. I don't even know out. the result. Home team gone. See you later. Uh, Netherlands, Ecuador was 1 0. Not sure when it was played, but it's around this time. I'm just going through my sheet here. And then this absolute ball breaker of a game, England, USA, the definition of. I don't know. I, I, just, I, Monotony? I've, got I've got nothing. Just absolute crap. It is being dragged along to the corn news on a Sunday morning when you were a child. Yeah, to look at like beds or furniture for like four yeah. hours. Hey, to to look at Manchester and you consider why? Yeah. why is it called that? And it was if you live it out it's where no we did, it was a it was a good like two hour round trip. Oh, mate, it was a day trip. You had to Forever. take a little lunch with you. Yeah, oh, it's disgrace. Yeah, England USA is Lacornies on a Sunday. Disgrace. I had some I had some fun facts in lieu of any fun that was had during the game. Go on. Uh, England have had twelve goalless draws at World Cup, which is the most of any nation in World Cup history. Very good. Uh, there have been six goalless draws so far. Only one shy of the amount we had to endure in Russia twenty eighteen. Very good. Not sure if that's a reflection of the evenness of the football or. The conditions, or I think there's an element of the sides being pretty even, and a lot of those nil all draws, but also just in England, USA, just a case of what? How could we're neither neither of them looking like willing to risk enough? You know, you're lost for words. It's because England um, just did not; they didn't rock up. They were not committed to winning or even playing this game whatsoever. Yeah, it's a shame because I I had that tie circled as a. Good luck because it was the Saturday morning, you know, didn't have to go to work after, so I could get up, watch it, go back to sleep or something. Mm. And had it circled on the on the calendar and thought, yeah, that'll be one to get up for. And dog shit. I think most of all of the ones that we've had circle have been disappointing. Uh maybe, but I couldn't tell you anymore. I've forgotten everything. Um who why does Just how does Foden not get dudes. In, how does Foden not get on the field? Did you see Southgate's excuse afterwards? Oh, what was, was it? I don't. It was I don't some, never look at this shit. Something about he needed to make changes in the wide positions, and Foden doesn't play there for his club team, so he didn't want to put him on. But he does. Mm. Mm. Did uh, kind of draw attention to Southgate's <laughs> analysis of his players at the moment. It seems bizarre. Why would you not have Phil? For he's in great form for City, and yeah. coming to this so much hype. I think it's in a team that's got Bellingham and Saka. Like, what? Play him, man. Play him. Man's, man's a moron. They have a really good squad that is a chance of going a long way, potentially winning this tournament. But I feel like he could be, he could hold them back. Um, He's never figured out how to get the best out of Harry Kane. And that's going to ultimately be, especially in this tournament right now, that's going to be their downfall. Yeah, definitely. Um, Poland beat Saudi Arabia. Won't go into it, but Robert Lewandowski finally got a World Cup goal. So he, Congrats, he really deserves that, doesn't he? I think he does. does yeah, for sure. Yeah. Especially in every... a team that just like lumps it to him in an isolated position. Yeah, every time you it watch Poland, it's just them it's just them pumping balls to him. Like, oh, score, Robert. <laughs> what do you want him to do? Run, run, Lever, run. Yeah. Just... Um, yeah, it's under six of shit. Um, Saudi though, I thought they were better than the score suggested and missed a huge opportunity to get out of the group. Yeah, they did. And Argentina bounced back in the other game in that group, 2-0 Mexico in strife. Uh, 
Leo Messi just rocked up and did his Leo Messi thing where he's like, oh, I'm just going to, fuck, I've done nothing all tournament. I'm just going to smack this from outside the box really low and hard, perfectly into the corner through seven sets of legs, and there's nothing anyone can do to stop me. Nope. That was it. That was me saying I'm messy. You are messy. No No one can stop me, you know? You've got the same center of gravity. No, I'm pretending to be messy. I'm not saying that. Messy is me. God, you, you're messing everything up. <laughs> Some would say I'm messing it up. Um, he, yeah, the messy tax was triggered, wasn't it? He was just waiting for the little magician to do something. Yep. And he kind of does like cast a spell on the ball to be able to go through that many bodies. It makes no conceivable sense. Yeah. And then uh, old mate Enzo, Enzo Fernandez. Yeah, Enzo. Got on the board. Came on with a, a nice curler. We love yeah, those. It was a lovely little finish. Um, he became the youngest Argentine to score in a World Cup since Leo Messi. So, mm, no, nah, he's probably not going to be as good. But Yeah, they're well-placed to go through now, I think, Argentina, because they've got Poland. I know Poland beat Saudi Arabia, but they don't They don't seem – Poland are pretty ordinary. I think yeah, Saudi Arabia had is a pretty ordinary, ordinary game as well. So This is um, an ordinary group. I think it makes a lot more sense as well now when you consider that Argentina did rip Saudi Arabia apart in that first mm-hmm. half and then mm-hmm. for some whatever reason didn't go on with it and Just let them back in the game. But Saudi Arabia were good, but like, you know, they should have been well out of the game before half time. Yeah. And and now they've been beaten by Poland. So I think we've just seen an, a bit of an even out there of what it should yep. have been. Um, what hasn't yeah, evened out is over in Group E. Japan after knocking off Germany and Costa Rica after losing 7-0 to Spain. 7-0. Go out and win. 1-0 you Costa Rica. You can't make it up. It's like it's kind of like um AI generated football games. You know, yeah. like if you're simulating through FIFA and you're like, okay, and then you look back over the results, you're like, there's no consistency with this. This is this is poor programming. Yeah. Uh moving on straight away again, Belgium, Morocco. We can have a little look at this one because Oof. What do we make of, I think we talked about it a bit last week. We've probably done it a few times, but Belgium just looked toast. They mm. got very lucky to hold on and win against Canada. I nearly said Canada. Um, always in the back of just, the minds. You look at this team on, on paper, I, I just, some of their selections are all wrong as well. Like, um, We had a good chat about that. Yeah. It Eden does Hazard like- starting. Why? Yeah, they're giving too much. Um, they're just giving too much faith in the rec- recognized superstars of old. Yeah. They're just they're playing. They play. Don't play players out of form. Don't play players who are physically not you know ready for this kind of occasion. Leandro Trossard is probably the second most informed player in that squad behind De Bruyne, and he can't get a sniff. Um, he came off the bench eventually this morning, but well, yeah, too, too late. It's slipping away for Belgium. They're, They're long gone. Potentially go through still in this group. Will they? Mm. Uh, Will they? I can't even remember who's left. I don't even know. I'm done. <laughs> There's Croatia and Canada. So, yeah, they may well still get through because... Uh, no, well, they have to play Croatia next. And Croatia yeah. beat Canada 4-1. And Croatia probably need a point at least to get through. So they're going to be gunning to win this game. Yeah. Uh, what do you make of Morocco, though? Sets it up beautifully. Uh, Morocco are good. Didn't we hype up Morocco in the last pod? I think They've a little some... bit. I didn't pay enough attention to their their team, but, like, 
Um, namely, like I f- completely forgot they had Ennis Ennis area up front, a severe striker. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we knew they had Ziyech. Um, and then when you add in, they've just got players across different parts of the pitch that are good enough to like kind of glue them together. When you yeah, add exactly. in Hakimi, Roman Sice, Amabat Unahi in the midfield, um, good, not a bad team. Amrabat is definitely the glue. He's the one I've been most impressed with. And um, yep. he he ran rings around KDB again on the weekend. Oh, on the weekend, in this game. And yeah, I think they're just, they're proving to be, it was funny, Samuel Eto'o said, the president of Cameroon Football Federation said it was going to be all African final, Cameroon versus Morocco. <laughs> and I don't know, maybe there's, maybe there's something in the water. Maybe he knows what's happening. I don't know if there is. Uh, Croatia, Canada, did you catch any of this one? You liked this one, didn't you? I saw the goals. I just like, I was so pleased that Davies got Canada's first goal. Like, they couldn't be a more deserving, yeah. a more always, deserving player. He's encapsulated. Yeah, he's encapsulated their rise back into you know World Cup final stardom and stuff. It's a great goal too. We love later rivals into the box, but <laughs> for me, in the last pod, just slated Croatia after their their previous draw. Not too old, too spent, not fast enough. Yeah, bang. They've shut me the fuck up. Yeah, Andre Kramaric with a double. He looked mm-hmm. lively as well. And I think was one chalked off as well. Had one chalked off by VAR, I believe, as well. So good stuff, Croatia. If they can yeah. turn it on, they would worry a few teams. Maybe. I think they were assisted by like Canada's really a po- positive attacking mindset. I just, maybe... I just mean the other te- there would be teams that would be worried about Croatia if they got on yeah, a roll. If they draw them. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Because I mean, what they could finish second as well in this group. So who knows? Yeah, uh, we're nearly there. Spain Germany was that like Monday morning Sammy. game, one one. Uh, did you catch this one? Which one? Spain Germany. Spain Germany. Yeah, I got up for this one. I set my alarm clock. I was really excited. This was for all the group games. I was like, this is the number one fixture. And uh, about half time, I was thinking, why the hell have I done this? Oh really? Yeah, just Spain okay. were working. Spain were working into the game more and more in the first half, but it just it it was lacking a kind of dynamism to it. There was yeah. patches, you know. Musiala is brilliant. You can see why he gets compared to Messi. The way he dribbles and slaloms three players is nuts. Um, but you know, oh, and watching Pedri as well. Pedri was really good in the first twenty minutes of this. But outside of that. I don't know. Danny Olmo is a good player to watch. Um, you just you got to love Luis Enrique's symmetry with this team, like how well structured they are. But you kind of got two similar teams nullifying each other, and it wasn't the greatest contest. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. I was, I kind of enjoyed it a lot more than a lot of other people seem to have. It's a pretty common review I've seen this morning of this game is that it, yeah, it wasn't super exciting or it wasn't very entertaining at all. I I was quite enjoying watching Spain play. Um, they just couldn't quite unlock that final third. And then once they did, it looked like they were going to put a few more away. It took a great <laughs> Alvaro Morato of all people coming off the bench, making a good forwards run. Everyone's favourite number nine. Post. Yeah, seven <laughs> as it turns out. Um, yeah, that I don't know. I really like the Spain team. I, they probably should have won this. They let Germany kind of cling on and get something out of it. But... Mm. Um, going forward, I think Spain are a definite danger. And who knows if Germany can get through that attack is still super potent. Um, yeah, it's a little bit of charity, wasn't it, letting Germany through? I thought my favourite moment of the, 
my favorite moment of the game was uh, everyone's favorite commentator at the moment, Martin Tyler. Doesn't yeah. he get some traction when you you oh, slate God. him online right now? Yeah. At, during, <laughs> at one moment when Rudiger headed in the goal, um, I don't know if he's been nudged a little bit to just get into it a little bit more or try and liven things up, but he went off, dude. Like uh, <laughs> he was, he he was saying. Spain for all their pass, 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 beautiful football. If you can't defend a basic set piece, you're never going to win anything. And I was just like, oh my God, man, here we go. Finally, he's feeling it. He's got a little bit of tenacity about him again. And then the goal was ruled off. <laughs> yeah. That's his delivery for me at times is just perplexing. His, his timing is impeccable. Mm. He's, he's just not, he's having a bit of a mare of a tournament, isn't he? Old Martin. Yeah, Martin needs to hang it up because I struggled to get through this Serbia-Cameroon game. I had six goals in it and I still struggled because he was on the mic and he just sank. There was a moment so during this. The moment. There was a moment during the Spain game where Jordi Alba had a wicked shot outside the box or whatever. It just went wide or whatever. And he's, he's just mentioned, he didn't even mention the shot. And then he's talking about something else and then he's, was it in this game or another game? We just started talking about Roberto Carlos after someone had a shot outside <laughs> the box and I had nothing to do with him. <laughs> Wait for him to bring up like, 66. I just, yeah, what is going on, Martin? Hang it up, bro. You're done. All right. Uh, what have we got? That's it. There was, was a nice say, game. Serbia, speaking of hanging it up. Serbia, Cameroon. You can quickly do this. Uh, six goals. Game of the tournament so far. Yeah, I would say so. That was an absolute banger. Just because there's six goals. I think the ebb and flow of the match where Cameroon got a stranglehold looked like they were just going to see it out till halftime. That great fight back by Serbia, the two goals in stoppage time, totally shift the game. Yep. Um, the third goal, which was beautifully worked, that Mitro finishes off. Yep. A um, couple of passes in the box, he gets a nice tap in. And you're just like, oh, Serbia are going to walk away with this, no worries. And then the introduction of Abubakar um, hmm. totally put the game on its head. And he scores the most finesse dink I think I've ever seen in my a life. S- a scoop, if you will. How high did the ball go, dude? A scoop. I counted like three Harry Sutars tall. Three Harry Sutars? That's a unit yeah. measurement now, hey? Yeah, the Harry Sutar. Has to be. Um, and then what? One bounce into the roof of the net. Amazing. Yeah. Equalizer, Chupa Motting, done. Yeah, good, good stuff. Serbia, very disappointing this tournament so far. Um I thought they were going to give Brazil a bit more of a shake than they did. They never really, Brazil never looked bothered by them. And then, you know, they do all the right things here to get 3-1 up in this one. And then they just throw it away with some really fall asleep defending that just would have coaches tearing their hair out. Um, Credit to Cameroon. Uh, Both these two two sides, I don't think neither are going to be troubling, troubling many moving forward. No, I don't think either of them will get out of the group, to be honest. Yeah, uh, we've got more games coming up. It never ends, does it? Uh, we're pretty at the end of this group stage. We lose the early games, I think, for a while, and we get into the because they play the group mm. stage games at the same time. It's true. So the more fixtures normal fixtures. Yeah. So at least if you tune in and there's a Martin Tyler game, you have the option to pick a different one. Congratulations. If that's how we're going to go. We're never going to watch the Socceroos again. That's, that's my positive event. Well, Bashir will be doing the Socceroos. He will with Harry Kiel, my new yeah, favorite. Yeah, so you programs. won't have to listen to Martin Tyler because he won't be doing the Socceroos game. Thank Christ. 
So let's pray that, uh, yeah, that they go all the way. The soccer is. Otherwise, we'll have to listen to Martin Tyler do the World Cup final. You know it already. Maybe that's why SBS got him, was to fuel this kind of resentment into a Socceroos victory. Unless you've got a VPN or something and you can watch, I don't know, you can get like Peter Drury commentary or something. Who knows? Because I'm nice. sure all the, big, all the big dogs will be on for the World Cup final, but maybe, maybe not Tyler. Maybe we should start commentating the game, Sam. Sure. We could do one. Someone, someone hook me up. Give we'll me pick contacts. Two. We'll pick one out of the... No, we'll just do it so people don't have to listen to Martin Tyler. They can just play us over the top. Okay. All right. Shall we wrap this up? Yeah. Well, not yeah, sterling idea. Yeah. South Korea and Ghana are about to kick off, so I'm sure Ooh. that'll be an absolute we'll be, blockbuster. We'll staying up for this one. I mean, I say that sarcastically, but... It probably you, never, you never know which games are going to be good <laughs> and which ones are going to be bad, do you? All I right. feel like the, the teams that I recognize the less players of are the better games. Yeah, potentially. Let's hang it up there and what should we say? I reckon Thursday night we'll go again after the Socceroos have played. Oh, yes. And uh, we're either, we're either through night, to the knockouts or, or it's all over and Arnie's, uh, Arnie's packing, hopefully. so could be a grief cast. Yeah, see how we go. No, all right. Catch ya. See you, everybody. <laughs>